Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, a.k.a. Adrian. And my guest here today is Matt Smith. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really good. So Matt is a friend that we both met through a mutual friend named Calvin. Shout out to him. He's awesome. So so Matt and Calvin go both go to IU. They're in the same frat in Pike. And yeah, Matt, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, we met through uh, Cal. Uh, they're from towns that are close to each other. So, yeah, I'm a, going into my senior year at Indiana. Sam and Pike, I'm a sports media major. And as you find out throughout the podcast, I'm a huge Justin Herbert guy. So I'm very excited to preview this division. Oh, yeah, man, Matt. And then this is the reason why I wanted to hit you up for uh, this episode. So, guys, for this episode, we're going to be continuing on with the road to the NFL season covering so the past few episodes i've been you know covering each nfl division before the season nfl season starts and then for this one in particular we'll be covering the afc west the afc west involves the los angeles chargers the kansas city chiefs the denver broncos and the las vegas raiders and then and yeah and that's why i wanted to hit you up about this matt because you know i know you're a big justin herbert guy so before we start matt i want to ask like First, how's your sermon been, man? Oh, it's been good. I've uh, had an internship with a minor league baseball team, so I've been pretty busy with work, but um, moved to go back down to Bloomington on Monday, so I'm pretty excited. Heck yeah. And by the time this episode comes, it's posted, you should be in school by now. So, Matt, you know, do you, what do you look forward to at IU this, this coming school year? And then what's your plans after college? Yeah. Uh, so this year, I'm just excited to be living in a house with a bunch of guys close to a bunch of guys, about 20 of us on a block. I'm excited to just be back in Bloomington, be able to go out and have fun with my friends. And, uh, and you know, I'll be a simp. I'm excited to see my girlfriend finally, not do long distance. But after college, uh, I'm trying to get, I want to work for a professional sports team. The dream is to do some sort of media relation, but I would also, um, and starting off probably in ticket sales is where I have the most experience. And so probably look somewhere in that and move up to, uh, media relations so hopefully work for a professional sports team in chicago is the goal at the end of the day heck yeah man i like it well hopefully you have a good year at iu wish you the best of luck and you know man hopefully after college you land a, a job with the chicago Cubs, my team see i'm more of a white Sox guy myself so i'd have to lean to the other side ah you never know <laughs> man but anyways, you never know yeah anyways man let's uh cover the afc west so matt so uh as a division i think man this is like the toughest Easily the, the best division in the NFL. And sadly, my Indianapolis Colts plays them this season. And then, honestly, Matt, this is like the best we've seen this division in our lifetimes. And we can potentially see all four teams make it to the playoffs. What do you have to say about this division as a whole before we begin our like projected division standings? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. They're going to they're gonna beat up on each other. So, you know, when thinking about record predictions, which I'm sure we'll get into later, but there's going to be... I don't see any team winning 12 games because anyone in the division could win the division. So it's extremely tough. Every single one of these teams loaded up on either side of the ball in the offseason. They all had really good offseasons. I mean, the Chiefs probably had the worst offseason out of the four, but that doesn't mean that they are any way less of like less of a team compared to the other three. So it's really tough. And yeah, I mean, I feel if you're in the Indianapolis Colts, they're going to have a bunch of tough games with this division. Whoever has to play this division this year are in trouble. Thankfully, you know, the Bears, who are my team, who also suck. Let's get that straight. They are, yeah. I have no idea what direction they're going in, but 
yeah, this division is tough. It's it's the best division of football, and I mean, it's not. You can't just say the Chiefs are going to win it for the sixth straight time because you you don't really know. So yeah, man, it's giving me an interesting division to watch for sure in this NFL season. I'm excited, man. So let's hear your projected division standings from first to worst, along with their division records as well. Okay, well, from first to worst, I think my pick as of right now in the middle before like pre is just getting underway. So right now, I would. I would pick the Chargers to win the division. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Herbert guy. I'm saying that because they have probably the most complete roster in the entire division. Herbert is has broken every single record in the first two years of Magic is most yards, most touchdowns. He's an absolute bona fide superstar. And he has they're continuing to develop the line more and more each day. They're which is was way better this year. I mean, Slater is an absolute stud. They got Khalil Mack for almost nothing from the Bears. They that was a good deal. Got, they got J.C. Jackson from the Pats. So their secondaries have showed up. But the biggest question for them is, can they stop the run game? You know, they got, you know, they struggled against the run. The game against the Texans last year, which should have been a very winnable game, they could not stop the run to, to like save their lives. So they picked up Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams, and he's a big piece on the line. Austin Johnson is another big piece on the line that could help them. You know, they really wanted the kid from Georgia. I'm blanking on his name, but they wanted the kid from Georgia that Jordan Davis would have been a huge help in the draft. But, you know, they got some offensive line help, which is always good. So they can move people around to who can play guard. But to me, they're the most complete team in the division. I think Herbert's going to have an awesome year. They re-signed Mike Williams in the offseason. They still have Austin Eckler. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. So they're very, very complete team so do you have a, a division like a record for them like a projected record because i have them going 12 and 5 and then i have them yeah. going first place you have them first in the conference in the, in the division like in the afc west yeah i have them at 11 and six. dang so i mean we're similar and matt yeah. i want to tell you before we like you know talk anymore that i have for all four teams right i have you know in the division record wise i had them all going three and three against each other you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it could it could very well be that it could very well everyone wins the home games the road games i think there'll be one team maybe that goes four and two because you never know but yeah i definitely could see each team going three and three to division because i honestly think that they're going to beat up on each other a lot because each of these teams completely stacked and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked if every single one of these teams made the playoffs. Oh my gosh, yes. But like we said, like uh, like me and Wes mentioned in previous episodes, the AFC is loaded because you still got teams like the Ravens, the Bengals, the Colts, the Titans, like other teams, you know, Dolphins contending for that wild card spot. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Man. And and we don't know what's happening with Deshaun Watson either, you know. Oh, if yeah. he only is out six games, they can make a run, you know, after those six games. Brissette's Brissett's not a bad quarterback. He's very average. He's not the best option. And, you know, they might trade for Jimmy G for those couple of games, but the Browns are also a team to look out for if Deshaun Watson would, I mean, he should be suspended for the year, but if he only has the six games, then the Browns are a team that also are forced to be reckoned with. No doubt about that, man. And Matt, I like to also mention about the positive of the Chargers. You also got Joey Bosa on that defense rushing along with Cleo Mack. You know, I've, yeah. I've always liked Joey Bosa because even though I, I do have to admit, Nick Bosa, his brother, which who's uh, with the 49ers, even though Nick has like better speed and a, is a better athlete, I think Joey 
has better technique and fundamentals, in my opinion, Matt. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, this is needless to be said, but health-wise in division, who can stay healthy, you know what I mean? Because, you know, Bosa has some injury history. Jeremy James has that a lot of injury history on, in the secondary. So, I mean, it's also who can stay healthiest at the right time, you know? If teams start to get injured in December, things could change very quickly for either team. So, health-wise, it's also key to keep an eye out on that too. Eckler's had some injury history. So whichever team can also stay the healthiest gives them a huge bump up come December. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I really hope, you know, this uh, Los Angeles Chargers team really stays healthy because if they can stay healthy, like I really have faith they can be first place without a doubt in this tough division. And also the, uh, you, you didn't mention Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is such a good, Long-time player for them, man. What do you have to say about him? I mean, Keenan Allen's one of the best route runners in the league. He's a consistent target on third down. I mean, whenever it's third down, third and five, look for him on a slant, look for him on a curl route. Like, they target him on third down for a reason. So, he's a he's a big aspect on their offense, you know. So, Keenan Allen is a stud. I think he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. He's constantly put some numbers. And, you know, he's like I said, he's one of the best route runners in the league. Fundamentally, he's a great wide receiver. So, Herbert will definitely be looking for him a lot. Especially on third down, that's the third down guy. Uh-huh. And man, I gotta ask you, since you know you're a big Justin Herbert guy, what do you have to say about him? You know, more in depth, because I know you talked about him a little bit earlier. What do you have to say about more about him in depth, since he's an MVP candidate for this upcoming season? You know, yeah, I mean Herbert continues to improve every single year. He was slept on out of college. A lot of people thought he was going to be a bust. He comes out first game, so it's throws for 300 yards, first drive ever after five minutes of after like. Five minutes prior to kickoff, he's told he's starting, you know, and he goes down and scores his first career touchdown against the Chiefs, you know. So, I mean, I think there's a lot that can be said about him in regular season. The one knock on him, and I will and I will stand by this, and I acknowledge it, that he has not made the playoffs yet. Last season it was the season that they should have made the playoffs. They couldn't beat the Raiders. They couldn't beat the Texans, and he hasn't made the playoffs yet. So we haven't seen him. He hasn't seen him in January yet in cold weather against, like, a Patriots or a Bills or a Bengals in cold weather. So that's something that we hope to see this season, that he's got he's got to be able to come out in the clutch and make the playoffs. But he has all the talent in the world. He probably has the second second or third strongest arm in the league other than Allen and Mahomes, you know, and he makes the right reads at the right time. Yeah, there's times when he has growing pains and there's some interceptions that are just not great, but he has all the numbers. He threw 5,000 yards, almost 40 touchdowns last season. So he has every tool in his tool belt to do better and be better. And I think he's going to come up and make a run for MVP. Now, I do think Josh Allen will win MVP this year. I think it's his to lose right now, but he's extremely talented. I think he's one of the, he's, I think he's a top five quarterback in the league. And, you know, we'll just have to see how he progresses this year because, you know, they always have the sophomore slump. He didn't play well in those few games in the middle of the season last year, but I think he'll bounce back. He looks a lot bigger this year. Also, he's having fun. So, you know, mechanically, there's always some work to do. You know, he gets out of the pocket at the right time. He makes the right reads. But I think he's going to be just a great, great quarterback this year. And, you know, whether he's MVP, I don't think so. But I think he's going to have a stellar year. Yeah, really good takes on those. You know, I couldn't agree more with you. Justin Herbert is a for sure top five quarterback, at least in my book as well. And then uh, talking about him not making the playoffs so far, Matt, speaking about that, one thing that does worry, that worries me about this Los Angeles Chargers team is that their coach, uh, what's his name, Brandon Staley? Yeah. Yeah, he, I don't like his playing calling at times because look at that Raiders game from last year, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more and more analytical this year with coaches. I mean, going for it, like, I'm pretty sure he went down for it on the fourth down and five against the Raiders in that game and they didn't convert, you know? 
So coach is going for it on fourth down, making those kind of decisions. But he was a first year head coach. He's young. I mean, he's learning with the guys as well. So, you know, I, I don't think he's the best coach for the job. No, I, I don't think he's the best coach for the job. Um, I think they definitely should have went for a more offensive guy, in my opinion. But I mean, when he was the coordinator of that Rams defense, I mean, he's a knowledgeable guy about defense, which is, and they can get someone to coach the offense also. But yeah, I, I there's some moves that are very questionable, but you know, we're also not looking at the same film he is. You know, we're not looking at what he's studying for that entire week. So that's where I tend to lean not to question it as much. The timeout was weird. I definitely think the timeout was weird. But, you know, you never go for the tie. You don't want to go for the tie. You want to go for the win. And he was trying to go for the win. Yeah, man. Once again, a good, you know, a good explanation to that. But, you know, I'm still worried about the decisions that Staley makes. But hopefully he can learn from those mistakes from last year. Yeah. And then, uh, man, before we move on, I want to talk about, obviously, each team in this division has tough has tough schedules ahead of them. But Matt, talking about the Los Angeles Chargers, let's uh, I, w- I want to break down their tough schedule with you. So they obviously faced their whole division twice, obviously, which is a total of six games, six tough games right there. You also played the Browns, the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Titans, and the Rams. What do you have to say about their tough schedule? Yeah, uh, they definitely have a difficult schedule. I mean, opening it up against at uh, at home against the Raiders is like week one, tough game, tough divisional opponent, and then first, th- and then they have to turn around Thursday night and play the Chiefs on the road. You know, it's a tough way to open the season. I could definitely, I could definitely see them, and I probably have them losing that first game to the Chiefs at home Thursday night. Quick turnaround, it'll be it'll be tough. But also, there's some games in there that are very winnable games. They go after those two games, they go to the Jaguars, Texans, and Browns. The Browns won't have Deshaun Watson in that game. Texans are rebuilding the Jaguars, you know, they're rebuilding, but they're not there yet, you know? So that's three straight games. That should be very winnable games. Then they have the Seahawks. Then they play the Broncos and that'll be toss up, but they have the Seahawks and Falcons, you know? So there's some very winnable games, but towards the end of the season, yeah, they and definitely end in a tough stretch. The Raiders, the Dolphins, Titans, Colts, Rams, Broncos. So that's a very difficult stretch to end on. So they need to be picking up those wins, must win games, but you know, those games are going to be competitive. And now the, there's no excuses for them not to win any of those games. They should be in every single one. They have an extremely talented roster. I don't know what their weakness is. Probably the linebacker position is their probably biggest weakness as of right now. Yeah, because but, you, you know, got because you got Drew Tranquil, and he's good when healthy. But damn, he gets hurt a lot, man. Yeah, and they picked up Kyle Van Noy too, and he's a good player. But you know, if I were them, I'd be calling the Bears and being like, "What do you want for Roquan Smith?" I mean, that's what I would do. Herbert's on a rookie contract; you can afford a Roquan Smith contract. I would be calling them and seeing what they want for him. He'd be a good rental, though, for sure. Yeah. So you see what he, you see what you can get for him, or you know, that's that's probably where I put the biggest question mark. But it's a tough schedule, but but they should be able to compete with whoever they have. Yeah, I agree. I I have faith in Chargers as long as they stay healthy. They should be fine. And also, you know, they also they really had a good offseason because they didn't really lose any key players from last season. They just kept adding on. So I just right. and these and then yeah, hopefully, guys, from the takes that you guys heard, hopefully you guys understand why we think the Chargers are first place. So Matt, who do you have in second place in this division? The Chiefs. I I, I can't bet against them right now. I think I I think they're gonna go eleven and six too. I, I think have them going eleven six as well too. I have I think the Chargers are gonna have the tiebreaker, and the Chiefs. You know, like yes, they lost Tyreek Hill, and that's a huge loss to the offense. You know, but I can't. Patrick Mahomes is way too good of a quarterback for me to pick against. He's the best quarterback in the league. You know, he's proven it time and time again. He had an incredible postseason run. I, it's just the Bengals were his kryptonite. I don't, I don't know why, but Bengals were his kryptonite. But he had 
great, great postseason run. Um, he ended the season, they won seven straight before they lost to the Bengals in January, early January when they lost to the Bengals. And, you know, they just need they needed to show up that defense, and that's what they did in the draft. They picked up George Carl Aftis from Purdue. Shout out your Boilermakers. Yes, sir. Um, and he's a great pass rusher. He's raw, and he's definitely going to need some work too, but he's a good pass rusher. And they picked up Justin Reed also to fill the hole of Tyron Matthew, who was also getting injury prone. And also, you know, he wasn't what he was the past couple of years. So I think the Chiefs, and yeah, I think the Chiefs' offense is going to be fine. Jarek McKinnon had a great postseason. They're going to use him in the passing game. Flat edge of the layer is going to be used in the rush game. Their offensive line is getting short up. And Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantley, along with Travis Kelsey, I mean, Travis Kelsey is on the road to becoming one of the greatest Titans of all time. And, you know, so him going across the middle will be open. He always finds a way to be open. That offense is going to be fine. And you read is a very good play caller. You know, you know, I mean, as a Bears fan, the only big worry you have to have is Matt Nagy's coaching Mahomes now. So I don't know what to say about that, but. I think he's going to be fine. I think Mahomes is going to be at least top three in MVP voting. I think they're going to be good. Uh, yes, Matt. Even though Tyreek Hill is a big loss. Well, Matt, first of all, I want to say, in my opinion, I don't think the Juju uh, Juju Smith-Schuster signing and the Marcus Valdez-Scannon. What's his last name? Marcus Valdez-Santolin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think, you know, that doesn't make up the loss. But, yeah, Mahomes still has his number one security blanket in Travis Kelsey. Kelsey knows how to uh, get open, especially when they need him. He, you know, he's really fast. He knows how to run his routes good. And also, Matt, I can see rookie Sky Moore from Western Michigan making a quick impact into this receiver group. What do you th- have to say about Sky Moore? Yeah, I he's definitely got the tools to be a good receiver in this league. And I mean, like you said, the Tyreek Hill loss is big, but Patrick Mahomes is four and one without Tyreek Hill in his career. So I mean, that's a small sample size. But being four and one without your top wide receiver, you know, week to week is huge. So and he doesn't have him this season. So if he's four and one without him, I think they're going to be just fine. But yeah, Sky Moore is quick. He'll get involved in a lot of quick passes, like kind of similar to what Tyreek Hill did with quick slants out of the backfield. Um, you know what I mean? End arounds, that different kind of stuff like that. And but they also have Nicole Nicole Hardman to do that kind of stuff too. And Nicole Hardman, it's not as fast as Tyreek Hill, but it's pretty darn fast. So they'll have different weapons to go around and use. And I mean. Yeah, but yeah, Sky Moore is going to be huge for that offense. I definitely think he's going to have a great year. Um, I definitely do think they'll be growing pains with drops and stuff like that because every receiver has it. But I definitely think he's going to burst onto the scene. He's going to be a huge key. And yeah, Juju and Marcus Valdez-Scanley aren't nearly close to what Tyreek Hill is. Tyreek Hill is a top three wide receiver in this league. But they're definitely something that can complement Kelsey. Sky Moore will grow. Mahomes will grow with his receivers. And Andy Reid will figure out a way to get them open and figure out schemes to get them open because you know the Chiefs like to have fun they have different play calls that like not a lot of coaches have the balls to call and Andy Reid will figure it out yeah and then like you said man that's that all goes back with Andy Reid's experience and his uh, resume man like he's one of the best head coaches in the NFL and probably of all time not like the all-time best coach but one of them and he's yeah his offense is so creative that they should be fine without Tyreek. You know he's gonna make up schemes for those other receivers and they should be fine. Yeah. And then also I, I think okay so since Clyde Edwards Hilaire since he hasn't been healthy so much throughout his whole career in the NFL this is a perfect time for him to be healthy because you know I feel like he can play to his full potential and they still have a good pretty good offensive lineman with center Creed Humphrey and right guard Trey Smith are the X factors in that offensive line. What do you have to say about? those two guys leading the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, the biggest question for the O-line right now is what's going on with Orlando Brown. I mean, they traded a lot from the trade the first round pick from last season. Um, he's a great player. Yeah, he's older, but he is a great player. 
and you know they got to figure out his contract situation. So Creed Humphreys was a, a known like the, the reason I trust Sky Moore is because the Chiefs can draft really well and their scouts are very good. So they drafted Creed Humphrey last year and he's a great pick. So I definitely think the offensive line was a lot better. I mean, you saw in the Super Bowl last time they put in. I mean, Mahomes was running for his life and it was oh, a lot that better. Was this awful year. performance by the old line. So yeah, Creed Humphrey's a great player, but I mean, the key for that old line is what's going on with Orlando Brown and his contract right now. So hopefully, hopefully they can figure that out. But I think he's holding out right now. If I'm, if not, if I'm mistaken. But they did franchise tag him, so they have the chance to figure out his long-term solution. But he does have the right to stay out of camp. So it just depends on how that contract situation figures out, and I think it will. Yeah, um, hopefully they do. Hopefully they do, so they can, you know, Mohelms has like you know as much protection he can have throughout the whole season, including postseason, because they're known to have a you know a long postseason run. All like ever since he came into the starting lineup of that franchise of this franchise and Matt talking about back with the defense. I can see Chris Jones being a really good mentor with George Corral off this. Right. And I can see them being a really good, uh, really good D line duo in this league. So what do you have to say about the defense, the, this Casey defense? Yeah. I mean, that's a unit that's always been somewhat of a question mark for them. I mean, Frank Clark's back. They reworked his contract or no, they didn't rework his contract, but he's back and he's a great player when they can stay healthy, you know, Frank Clark never reached double digit sacks, but and he only had 4.5 sacks last season. But I think that he can be a huge role in the defense. And yeah, like you said, Chris Jones is one of the best defensive players in the league. I mean, he's a huge run stopper. He's a big unit in the middle of that defense. He's a leader of that defense, and he's a great player. That's one of the best players in the. I think he's one of the best players in the league at defensive wise. So. That'll be good. And yeah, he could be a huge mentor to George Karlaftis. He's a he has a high motor and a very strong playmaking ability. And, you know, so George Karlaftis was a perfect pick. They also had the McDuffie kid from Trent McDuffie from Washington to shore up that secondary because, you know, the oh, secondary. He's going to be good. I feel like he's going to be good, man. Yeah, that secondary with Legarius Sneed and Justin Reed now, who might be an upgrade to Tyreek Hill, to Tyron Matthews. Sorry, Tyron Matthews. So, you know, you know, that defense has a lot of question marks, but they have a lot of talent and a lot of potential, and with the right coaching, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, hopefully they can improve big time from last year because I feel like last year their defense was just not so good to watch, man, not so fun because they gave up a lot of touchdowns fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely like the AFC the AFC divisional round against the Bills, they were – Josh Allen was tearing up that defense. Thankfully, the offense could score points, but, you know, there would be times this year that they might not have that safety blanket, and that's the biggest question mark with them is that will they have that safety blanket of the offense being able to score points so quickly but i think that with the addition of justin reed with the addition of the young guys in the secondary they should be able to improve they got went full defense in the first round which i thought was the right choice for them but it's all about what they can do can they get to the quarterback can they stop the run and is their secondary good enough and also they are another team that should call, be calling the chicago bears right now picking up the phone picking up the phone to call the bears and seeing if no concept is available i mean they lost Sorensen too. He was a bit. He was a safety, but he was a good defensive player. So there's another team I'd be like. They need a linebacker. They need that big run stopper in the middle of the field. So that's another team that should be calling the Bears right now and seeing what they can get for Roquan Smith. Now I do think Roquan Smith will resign with the Bears, but that's another team that should be calling right now, and because that would be huge just in their defense. So yeah, it wouldn't hurt for them to try at least. And I, yeah, yeah. Man, it'd be really interesting to see how their defense improves or not. So, yeah. Matt, talking about their tough schedule, obviously, you know, they're going to face their division twice. They had the Bucks, the Bills, the Titans, the Rams, the Bengals, 
and the 49ers. And then, man, this is probably have to be one of the toughest schedules in the league that they have. Yeah, I mean, they have a very tough opening to the year this year. I mean, Cardinals, Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, Niners, Titans are all playoff teams. You know, they were all in the playoffs last year. I think opening up at the Cardinals is a win for them. I think that Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a pretty big struggle to start the year. Just him adjusting with all that kind of stuff. So I think that'll be tough. And then they get the Chargers at home that Thursday night. It's just the same. But then at the Colts is going to be a big game for them. I mean, Matt Ryan is coming for his first game for his first time out of Atlanta with Michael Pittman. And they have Darius Leonard in the middle. So that'll be a tough game. Their schedule's tough. It's tough. It's a tough go. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is better on the block now. I think he's in his fourth or fifth year in the league. He's been around the block. He knows how to prepare, you know. But the biggest thing is Mahomes, when he starts out, his mechanics go wonky. So he's going to have to shore up his mechanics pretty fast this year because that's a tough that's a tough schedule to start. Definitely, definitely tough. But I do think they're talented enough. I do think they're well-coached enough. And I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. So I think he's going to be able to power these teams, this team and lead this team through that tough schedule. Yeah, man, man. And it helps that... Patrick Mahomes is only 26. Well, he's about to be 27 in September 17th, but still, he's still pretty young for a you know a, for a franchise quarterback. He's really yeah. good. He knows us to you know he has a really good IQ vision. He's just so talented, so athletic, and you just never know if he's gonna run the ball. Oh, just you know, or he has just so many types of styles of passes to confuse defenses. Man, it's, he's so entertaining to watch. Man, like honestly, man, like in this division. Two of my favorite quarterbacks in the league are in this division, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And then, man, what I found out today, I don't know if you saw my story of this recording, the, I found out that I'm going to the, the Chargers-Colts game, man. I was so excited, man. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be great. When is that? Uh, December 26th, so the day after Christmas, man. So Monday night primetime game. Oh, that'll be a good one. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like six. I'll be like literally six rows away from the 20-yard line. And the Colts, like, sideline, man. Going to be a really good night, hopefully. Oh, yeah. That'll be an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. Well, who are you rooting, who are you rooting for in that game, then? Colts, baby, of course. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, that only that night, Justin Herbert's the bad guy. All right. All right. I understand. So, who do you have on third place in the AFC West, Matt? Uh, the Denver Broncos. Me, too. Okay, so I have them going 11-6. and six. What do you have them going? I have them go- actually and- tied for second. Technically, ten and seven. Okay, let's hear your take about this team. Why do you think they're gonna be a good team, but not like a first place, like not first place, like the Chargers? Russell Wilson. I mean, that was the biggest splash move of the entire offseason. Russell Wilson. You know, while he hasn't had the best, he hadn't had some great years in Seattle recently. Um, he was injured. He, you know, he. I mean, he made the playoffs, but you know, he stumbled into the playoffs. They'd unleash Russ. They'd unleash Russ. At the beginning of the year, and then they'd take a step back, and he'd, you know, he'd start the first six games and MVP candidate and fall back. So you don't know what Russell Wilson you're getting. Yeah, he's a great quarterback, but he hasn't done much for you in the recent years. Like his second year is when he won the Super Bowl. He went back his third year, and then after that, like not much happened. And his first year that he made the Super Bowl, he was carried by that Legion of Boom defense. So, you know, mm-hmm. good old he's days. A great, man. He's a great quarterback, and a lot of people are high on the Broncos. I'm not crazy high on them. Their defense is great. Randy Gregory was a huge pickup. I forgot uh, Chubb. I forgot his first name, but Bradley Chubb in the middle of that defense is huge. Justin Simmons is a great safety in the back. So that defense is going to be very, very good. Uh, there's no question about that. Bryce Callahan's also a great nickel corner. 
So that defense is going to be really good. They have, they also have Patrick Sertain the second, and he had an amazing yeah. rookie year last year, like to the point where he played like a veteran. Yeah, and you know, there's also the fact that Tim Patrick just tore his ACL, so already one of his weapons is done. And the line is better than Seattle, yes, but they're not like the best line in the league. They're not anything crazy special. Yes, Russ is going to have more time, which is good, but they're okay. They're like an average at best line. But so he but, still likes to stay in the pocket most of the time. Right, right. Sorry, sorry. Bryce Callahan left. That's my fault. Um, he left the team. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah, he left the team. But they did resign Kareem Jackson and they get Kawan Williams back as well. But that team is just – but he also now finally has an offensive coach. The also big question is we don't know how good Nathaniel Hackett will be as a head coach. He's brand new. He doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams safety blanket. And he's brand new to head coaching, so we don't know what he's going to be like coming out of Green Bay, where he also, where Matt Lafleur also called the plays because he was the offensive coach. So Nathaniel Hackett coming in as a new coach, we don't know how it's going to look. We don't know how, what it's going to look like. We don't know how good of a coach he is if he can handle those personalities. So, but they also have some good players on offense. Jerry Judy is going to. It could has. I think Jerry Judy has Devonte Adams type potential. He's a great route runner. He was struggling the first couple of years, just like Devonte Adams. Um, and he now has a court, good quarterback throwing the ball. Cortland Sutton's also a big target. And KJ Hamler is a quick rookie as well. So a quick young guy as well. So we'll have to see what Hackett draws up. And also offensive coordinator Justin Oten. I think it's how you pronounce his name. But keep an eye out for Jerry Judy. Keep an eye out for this team because you never know what's going to happen. But I think that, that it's going to be a struggle in this first year. I don't think it's going to be a Matt Stafford and Tom Brady type thing where they make it to the Super Bowl and win in their first year. I, I definitely don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, I could be wrong. I, I, I'm a lot of people are really high on this team and I can see why I'm just not as high on this team, especially in this tough division when the first year team for the first year head coach. Uh, well said, man. I mean, I think this team's really good. The thing they're just in a tough division, like they could be easily, you know, freaking first place if they were in the NFC South, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and man, here's an, you know, what, what's so interesting about this uh, Denver offense. So we don't know who their RB one is. It's either between the second year player. Javante Williams or the veteran Melvin Gordon. And Matt, this is easily the most underrated RB duo in the league because both of them rushed for over 900 yards last season, man. What do you have to say about this running back group in this team? I think that I think that Javante Williams should get the majority of the snaps. He's a very, very talented running back. I think he's a very, very talented running back. I think that He's going to get the majority of snaps because he doesn't have the wear and tear that Melvin Gordon does. Melvin Gordon's going to be a reliable third down guy who can help him. And I, I think running back by committee is always a good thing, um, you know, unless you have like Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry type talent, if, which they do not. And that's not a bold take. They just definitely don't have that kind of talent yet. But Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon heading up that backfield. You're right. They are an underrated duo. Um, like you said, they both rush for over 900 yards. But I think that, again, the line isn't the greatest thing. But, uh, I mean, you look at who they have to play twice each year. I mean, the Raiders have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. The Chargers have Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack. And now the Chiefs have Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and George Karlaftis. So, you know, you, you know it's going to be a tough division to run against. It's going to be a tough division, with, especially with an okay offensive line to play against. So, hopefully playing against Randy Gregory, playing against Bradley Chubb in practice is going to help this team. So, Matt, you're saying if this team does not make the playoffs right, or makes it like an early playoff exit if they do make the playoffs. Do you think they can be better next year? Since you know they know it, they would know each other by now. Yeah, I think I think I think they're definitely gonna make the playoffs. I think it's gonna be a wild card team. 
but yeah, I mean, there's always room to improve. I mean, it's a big question is Hackett. It's his first year as head coach. It's his first year leading the team. So um, that's a big question. It's tough to be thrown in your first year. And you saw with Brandon Staley on the Chargers, he got thrown into all his talent and they couldn't pile up wins. So Nathaniel Hackett having this team. And I mean, it's nice to have Russell Wilson's leadership. He's one, I think he's one of the best leaders in sports. But yeah, I definitely think they're going to make improvements next year. I think some depth on that offensive line, some defensive help, and also they probably need another receiver as well. So, um, and maybe maybe a tight end, you know. But yeah, they'll definitely be able to make improvements next year. I don't definitely think this team could have the potential to win a Super Bowl in the near future, but I just don't think it's this year is their year. Yeah, I'm, I do kind of worry about, you know, like you said, man, about how true good of a leader Daniel Hackett is since you know he was under Matt LaFour's belt for a while you know it'll be interesting to see how he handles this you know the load of handling of coaching a team so that'd be interesting mm-hmm. and also I really have really have good faith in the secondary because like I said they have Patrick Sertain the second they have they signed veterans like Quan Williams and Ronald Darby in free agency so I think this would be a good secondary overall. What do you think? Yeah, I think a secondary will be very good. You said Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons. The secondary and that defense, very well put together, and it's a very, very strong defense. I think they were top 10 in the league last year, if I'm not mistaken. But I think one of the biggest question marks for that defense, other than the secondary, is that Randy Gregory is began on the pup list. Bradley Chubb hasn't stayed healthy very well. It all comes back to health in that team. You know, Like I was saying earlier, whichever team can stay healthy through December is going to be the team that wins its division. So we have to see if Randy Gregory can stay healthy and off the pup list. We have to see if Bradley Chubb can stay healthy as well. I mean, they lost a huge leader in Von Miller last year. And I mean, that was necessary to trade him, but I think that the secondary is probably the most sure thing about this defense. For sure. And then, you know, hopefully Randy Gregory performances, you know, his full potential in this team because he did sign a five-year $70 million contract. So he did get the back big time. Yeah. Definitely. And then Matt, to talk about their tough schedule, obviously, once again, faced their whole division twice. They also faced the 49ers, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Rams. What do you have to say about their schedule? Yeah, I mean, the AFC is a gauntlet. It's definitely a gauntlet this year. I mean, like you said, they have the Bengals, the Titans, the Colts outside of this. But, I mean, I'm looking at the opening game. I think that the opening game against the Seahawks, uh, with Russell Wilson's return home already. Awesome. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, his return home already is going to be something to keep an eye on. I mean, I think that's his statement game week one because you have Russell Wilson returning home. So it's a statement game for him week one. Um, you know, I don't know how it'll probably be received as thankful because um, he didn't, the Seahawks decided to rebuild. But they also have like two pretty easy games to start the season. Seahawks and Texans to get the rust off and hopefully make some noise. But then they have, Niners, Raiders, Colts, Chargers, four straight games, which is a gauntlet. They have, and, you know, Niners on Sunday night football at the Raiders, hosting the Colts at the Chargers, you know? So they're also, but they also have a tough, tough finish to the year. I mean, their last games are Titans, Raiders, then they have the Panthers, which should be a win, but Titans, Raiders, Panthers, then they have at the Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, at the Chiefs, Chargers. I mean, that's just a tough way to finish the season. And that's why I want, that is why one of the reasons I have them 10 and seven and not in the top two of the division is because that's a tough, tough finish to the season. Finishing with eight, I, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. eight out of the last nine games were against, or six out of the last nine games were teams against who were going to make playoffs, who made the playoffs last year. And the Chargers 
were a field goal away from making the playoffs last year. So it's a tough, tough end. And that's why I think for a first year head coach, it's going to be tough for them to get on top of this division. So, Matt, if it all comes down to it for that final wild card spot between the Broncos and the Raiders, you're telling me you're going to still have the Broncos, right? If it comes down between the two of them for the final wild card spot, I would yeah. say the Broncos. Okay. Okay. I'll agree with you. So, Matt, obviously, we both have at this point the Las Vegas Raiders as last place. I have them going 10 and 7. What's your, what do you have them going? And why do you think this team, this is really good, talented team still, why do you have them last in this division? I think well, the biggest question mark for me for the Raiders is they have, they have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I mean, they open up Chargers, Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs for so their first five games. And then first for another head coach that's new, I mean, he, I mean, he had prior head coaching before. But he also is a new head coach in a new city, you know, so they're coming off. So those first games are going to be tough for them. But you can't deny that they got a ton in the offseason. Oh, they had an awesome offseason, man. Awesome offseason. Which is why I think they're going to be very good again. I mean, Derek Carr got an extension. He, I, I mean, he was a before he broke his leg in 2016, he was an MVP favorite. So Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Do I think he's top 10? No. But. And he's the worst. I think do think he's the worst quarterback in the division. But that's a tough. That's not a diss at him because it's a tough, tough division to be good that's in. So true. But Derek Carr will have a great year. I mean, you look at the numbers that he and Devonte Adams put up in college. And yes, I know it was college. And yes, I know it was a long time ago. But he threw for almost five thousand. He threw for about five thousand yards, which led the nation. Uh, Devonte had over one hundred thirty, over one hundred thirty receptions. He had twenty five touchdowns and he had nineteen hundred receiving yards in one year during their time in Fresno State. So. That connection is going to be good, and they have Hunter Renfro. And, I mean, another question mark is what happened to Darren Waller last season. I mean, two years ago, he was one of the best divisions in football, and last year and he got injured, and he just was not nearly as productive. So hopefully they can get him back involved, and hopefully Josh Jacobs can also stay healthy. But another big question for them is that offensive line. I mean, Colton Miller and Denzel Good is coming, are, like, the only sure people that are going to start, and Denzel Good is coming off of an ACL tear. There's Alex Leatherwood and Brandon Parker battling for the right tackle job, but they also have a third round pick in Dylan Parham, who can also push for snaps at left guard or center. So that offensive line is a question mark right now. And if an offensive line is a question mark, I think when you're building the team, you need a quarterback, an edge rusher, and then an offensive line. And if that offensive line is a question mark right now in camp, I think it's a huge thing to keep an eye on. Matt, especially against this crazy loaded defensive rushers in this division, you know, they're going to have a tough time, you know, blocking, you know, Joey Bosa, Granny Gregory, man. It's going to be tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then, I mean, but then the addition of Chandler Jones on the defense makes me take another look at them. I mean, that pair with Max Crosby on the edge, I mean, they might have the best quarterback wide receiver and the best edge rusher duo in the division. So that's not something to bat an eye at. I mean, Chandler Jones is an extremely talented player pairing with Max Crosby, an absolute beast on the edge. And then, but then that's another question here is that can, can Jonathan Abram, the hard-hitting safety, stay healthy? I mean, new defensive coordinator Patrick Graham is had a great unit in New York, but and he milked out lesser talent. But can that secondary stay healthy? They lost a lot of people at linebacker. They lost Kwiatkowski, Corey Littleton, and Moreau, and K.J. Wright. And that's four linebackers that they have lost. They also lost Yannick Ngaku, Quentin Jefferson, and Solomon Thomas. So who's that linebacker? Who's that middle part? But that front four is you know, a surefire good team. They got Bilal Nichols, Vernon Butler, Jonathan Hankins. That front four is short, but 
once you look at the secondary, there's some question marks. Can Jonathan Abrams stay healthy? Um, what who is their linebacking core going? What is their linebacking core going to look like? So it's just all a matter of time because the offense has question marks in the offensive line. Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, and Darren Marlar are going to be a great duo offensively. It does it all come together. Does the offensive line play well? Does the offensive line come into a groove? And does the defense in the back end of the defense stay healthy is the biggest question marks I have. Yeah, it just seems like each position group, it's either a hit and miss. Like, you know, like you said, linebackers are a miss, but the receivers are a hit. Or, you know, the D-line is a hit, but the offensive line is a miss. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. like the, it's not like the Chargers. That's like yeah, yeah. It's like hit, 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 hit for each position. You know what I'm saying, Matt? Yeah, I mean they're incredibly star powered. They're pretty top heavy. I think that's the best way to put it. Uh, they're very top heavy. Is Josh Jacobs going to be able to take the wear and tear again? You know, he's a person who could. You know, he has some injury history of his own. Um, I mean, do they have a solid uh, RB two, Matt? Honestly, because honestly, I couldn't tell you if they did or not. I mean, they have Kenyon Drake and they have Brandon Bolden from. New England, who, you know, who knows Josh McDaniels and new head coach very well. And they did draft a player in the fourth, and they added Amir Abdullah. So, yeah, they have some backs who can tear it up and who can play well. But Josh Jacobs is a great running back, and if you lose him, that's a big loss. So, But he is in a contract year. So that's extra motivation for Jacobs to stay healthy and so he can get paid next year. Yeah, for sure. You got to do what you got to do to secure the bag, man. And Matt, talking about Derek Carr, I felt – like last year, he, I think he led the like he was like top five, if not top eight in passing yards. So in my opinion, he really did have a good year last year. It's just that I feel like he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. I've been a fan of him, honestly. And, you know, hopefully he can you know, still perform, but he's probably going to be like, what do you call it? Overlooked because, you know, you still got three more better quarterbacks than him in this low division, man. Yeah, I think Derek Carr is a small chip on his shoulder for that. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. I think he's a franchise quarterback. I think he's a top 15 quarterback in this league. Um, and I think he came into the own a lot last season. I mean, they weren't – I mean, they played the Bengals and went to the Super Bowl pretty well on the road. Yeah, they didn't score a lot of points, but, I mean, that's a tough That's a tough atmosphere to play in. Yeah, like you said, he had top 10 quarterback numbers last year. I mean, he really came into his own at the end. They came in together as a team to make the playoffs after the whole John Gruden and Henry Rugg situation happened. Um, that was a tough year for them last year, and now – all distractions are out of the way. He got his. He has a bona fide stud, the best wide receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, to throw the ball to, and that connection is going to be really good. But I don't think he's he's not as talented as Mahomes. He's not as talented as Herbert, and he's not as he doesn't have as much experience and as Russell Wilson. So yeah, he's a great quarterback, and I think he can put up a lot of really good numbers this year. And I think he's going to have a great year if he has time to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, like, and it comes back to what you said. The offensive line is just mediocre at best, you know? You have no, like, what do you call it, Pro Bowl offensive line in, in the team. You don't have, like, a Trent Williams type of player. You don't have a Tyron Smith type of player. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you know, you never know. I mean, someone could pop out of nowhere, and they could have a great offensive line, and then I'd be wrong, and maybe they do really can run for the first. Like I, would, like I said at the beginning, I wouldn't be shocked if any one of these four teams won that division. But I think that why I have the Raiders last because they have the most question marks to me. Yeah, because these are just early projections because anything in the NFL can happen. Injuries to one of these teams can hurt their projections, you know, to be, you know, number one, number two in the division, you know, anything can happen. Right, exactly. And well, Matt, before we talk about their tough schedule, uh, Matt, I really want to like emphasize that, in my opinion, Matt, the Hunter Renfro is one of the most underrated runners in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of the best slot receivers in the league. He can get open. He's a trusty red zone target, and it's huge for 
Derek Carr, and maybe that team can't double-team Devontae Adams, and he will also get a lot of targets because teams are now going to be focused on, oh, Devontae Adams, oh, Darren Waller on the side. And they also have Demarcus Robinson, who came over from the Chiefs, too, and he's he's no, he's no scrub himself. He's a great player. So we'll see what happens with Hunter Renfro. I think he's going to have a great year, too, because now he'll be free in the red zone, and he'll get a lot of targets in the red zone. I mean, he's a big, great red zone target. So um, you're, you're right. He is a great route runner, and he's a great slot receiver, and he's that often has a lot of great weapons. Yeah, man. And the thing is, to add on to that, he has to, uh, you know, step up a little bit more just because teams last last season slept on him. Now defensive coordinators are going to focus on him more, man. Yeah, that's true. But now defensive coordinators have to focus on Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and him. And then Jack, Jack, Josh Jacobs can take balls out of the backfield as well. So, yeah, this is going to be a tough offense to stop for sure. Yeah, which for sure would be a scary elite offense if the offensive line was good. But like we said, we talked about that many times about the offensive line. But Matt, talking about their tough schedules, you know, they obviously have the division games twice. Titans, the Saints, the Rams, the Patriots, and the 49ers. What's your take on their tough schedule? Yeah, like I said, to um, begin with this team, I mean, it's a gauntlet of a schedule. I mean, they start off first five games, Chargers, Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs. That's five games. That's four. That's five games against tough teams. I mean, the Chargers and the Broncos did not make the playoffs last year, but they both made a ton of moves in the offseason and have a ton of talent. And, and they're at the Chiefs in week five. They're at the Titans and they're at the Chargers. Um, they host the Broncos and the Cardinals at home. But those are all the tough teams to start. And then they play the Texans, which should be a win. The Saints was a team not to like mull over. I mean, they're an extremely talented team. The Jaguars. Um, should be a win, but then they have the Colts, Broncos, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, Niners, and Chiefs to end the season, and that's just once again a tough, a tough stretch. Yeah, and then it and it's Sunday night against the Patriots, who they should win that game, and the Steelers should be an easy game to win, but it's it's going to be a tough stretch. They have definitely a very very tough schedule. Um, hopefully, Josh McDaniels, who has experience in New England under Bill Belichick, will be able to coach this team well and Derek Carr and Devontae Adams will lead this team but as of right now I think the schedule is very tough and they have too many question marks to put them in first yeah well said man and like uh what you said earlier um, I can't wait to see what Josh McDaniels what he has to bring to this organization I can't wait to see what he can do as a head coach like yes like you said he was a head coach earlier in his career but this would be the first time he'd be on his own in a long time so that'd be interesting to see right so Matt do you have any other more takes that you'd like to say to the audience about the AFC West before we wrap it up? Um, no, I'm just excited. It's going to be a fun, fun division to watch. I think all of these games could very well be primetime uh, nationally televised games. So it'll be a really, really fun, fun division to watch. And I am really excited for it. Same here, brother. Can't wait, man. Like just, yeah, just excited to tune in to these, uh, you know, these teams on Sunday nights, Monday nights, Thursday nights. When the Colts are not on, obviously Colts are the first priority. So, Matt, <laughs> yeah, and then when your bears are now on. So, Matt, it's the cheesy question of the day. So, for those of you that doesn't know what the cheesy question of the day, it's like usually my last off-the-wall question I like to ask the guests. So, Matt, today's cheesy question of the day is, if a zombie outbreak were to occur, who are three people you would want to be on your team to survive that outbreak? Uh, do I have to know them personally? Uh, you can. It can be Weber. Okay. I'm taking Liver King. <laughs> I'm taking Liver King. Guy's massive, and he'll definitely have some survival skills. So that's one. Liver King is come is there for pure meat and pure protection and survivor skills. Uh, I'm going to take The Rock 
also for protection. Um, two big guys to beef up and me so I can hide behind them. And then then I'd take like a like a like a Seth Rogan, someone to like lighten the mood. Someone to like be funny, but also could help out in some sort of ways, but also stand behind with me behind Liver King in the rock, I think would be the perfect four. That's a tough squad, Matt. What's yours? So I would have Chris Pratt with me. You know, he's such a character. Yeah. Like, you know, and yeah. he, and he knows his tactics as well since he just got done with this Navy SEAL TV show called The Terminalist. So he knows what's up with surviving. I will have him. Ooh, I would have Bear Grylls because he'd be the expert of surviving an outbreak That's like this. One. That's a good one. Yeah. And third, um, probably uh, probably Adam Sandler for my comedy for my comic relief. That's a good one. Yeah. So, um, guys, that was the cheesy question today. Hopefully, you guys like that question. And Matt, I want to say thank you, man, for doing this. Oh yeah, anytime. That was fun. Yeah, man. I remember we were at Reese's uh, surprise birthday party. That was the last time I saw you. And you're like, "Hey, cheese, give me in the pod." And look what happened. Here we are. Here we are, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I was really excited when you asked. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Whenever you want me on, I'm happy to join. Yeah, man. I can tell you were so passionate in this talking about this division. I just knew that you were the right guy for this to talk about this division. So, yeah, thanks once again, Matt. Yeah, of course. So, guys, you can follow this uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Facebook. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. (laughs) 